tonight. Let's um, turn to the word of the Lord. Amen. I'm going to go to Colossians 2, 9, and 10. Colossians 2, 9, and 10. Okay, the word of the Lord says, Colossians 2, 9, and 10. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Amen. Let's just worship the Lord for another moment. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence that we've already felt in this place. We thank you that you have already spoken, Lord. And we are trusting and believing that your word is going to go forth, Lord, and it is going to do what you intend for it to do. I pray that it would touch every heart, that it would touch every mind tonight, every spirit, in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Could you just say, I'm complete in him? And say it with some conviction, I'm complete in him. (laughs) Amen. Modern psychology uses the term mental maps to refer to the information stored in an organism's mind with which it programs activities and selects routes through territories. These mental maps are the reason scientists can train mice to go through mazes in search for food. As humans, we also operate with these mental and emotional maps. There is a saying that says every mind is its own unique world. Author Charles H. Kraft in his book titled Anthropology for Christian Evangelism states, mental maps are models, they are perspectives, they are perceptions, paradigms, diagrams, imperfect interpretations, partial pictures of reality. These maps are created by humans through imperfect perspectives. Perspectives that are colored by our experiences, our personalities, our culture, and even our sin. He goes on to say only God sees reality in its totality. We can only perceive it partially. It's like the illustration of the four blind men that touched an elephant. The first blind man touched the elephant's tail and said, The elephant is like a rope. The second blind man grabbed the elephant's leg and said, The elephant is like a tree. The third blind man leaned on the side of the elephant and said, The elephant is like a wall. The fourth blind man grabbed the elephant's trunk and said, The elephant is like a water hose. The truth is that each one of them examined a different portion of reality and came to differing conclusions. In our human condition, we will never be able to see the big picture as the Lord sees it. Amen. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. Many times, brothers and sisters, we are seeing our reality. We are seeing our life through distorted lenses. Events that changed our lives forever. Dates and moments that live in infamy in our minds that were traumatically impressed into our memories and emotions. I suffered the blow or the loss in this year or on that date 
the deception began on this certain month. The abuse, unfortunately, was perpetrated on such and such a day. The attack came in such and such a year. The dream ended on such date. The failure occurred during this time. I made the mistake in this moment. My illness began this certain year. And the lenses we are seeing reality through become foggy and distorted. And the maps we begin to formulate and use to deal with the circumstances of our lives begin to fill with all sorts of errors, with an erosion of faith and hope, lack of confidence, fear, shame, defeat. We find ourselves going in circles in life, despairing that we will ever reach that place of peace that passeth all understanding of total trust in God. Freedom from those dates and events. How many would like to have freedom tonight from every date, from every traumatic event that you've experienced in your life? Jesus Christ can modify those maps today and his desire is to do that. They've marked our lives, our minds, our spirits, our bodies, and our hearts. Although we feel that there are missing pieces, things we do not know, there is one who knows all things. There is nothing that is covered to him, nothing secret. There is nothing that is a puzzle or a mystery to our God. He knows where you are tonight. He sees you tonight. He knows your name. He knows your situation. He knows what you're going through. He loves you. He wants to reach you tonight. He wants to do a work in your life. He wants to switch that mental block that you have and that spiritual block. He is our all in all. Even in the darkness, he will reveal the way to us. When we are in the valley of the shadow of death, we shall not fear because he is with us. He will comfort us. His name is Jesus. He is that master map maker. He can switch every map. He can transform every map. He can transform our destiny. Even tonight. How many believe that? How many believe that this moment in time is important in the presence of the Lord? We haven't just come to another service. This is a moment where God's spirit will flow, where he can break chains, where something can occur in our hearts, in our spirit, in our mind, in the atmosphere around us. God is real. He is real and he is ready tonight to do the work. Praise God. He will comfort me. He will heal and revise those mental, emotional, and spiritual maps tonight. Not only will he do that today in this service, but as we seek him in prayer, when we humble ourselves and we seek his face, he will reveal to us the necessary modifications that we need to make in these internal maps so that you can reach those heights that he has destined you to reach. That virtue will flow from him to heal your mind, to heal your body, to heal that broken heart. How many of you have come tonight? Maybe you have a broken heart. Maybe there is brokenness in your life. The Spirit of God is here to flow and heal those broken hearts. We have two very powerful weapons that work in our favor when we are searching for these valid life maps. And that is the Word of the Lord and the Spirit of God. For the Word of God is quick 
and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, the Word and the Spirit of God. That's why it is vital to discern if your mental map tonight is in accordance to the Word of God. Is it in accordance to the Spirit of God tonight? Many times the maps we're using to guide us are full of errors, and this will bring about our spiritual demise. You know, when GPS first came out, people were blindly following it. Yes, it, they actually, I can't remember the psychological term, but they invented a psychological term for it because people were so depending on the GPS that they were losing their mind, driving into ditches, driving into construction zones. But the saddest thing of all was some of these GPSs, they had not been modified and they had some of the old roads programmed into them. And I remember reading the case of a, of a lady and her young son. They had gone camping, and she was relying on the GPS, and it led her into an old abandoned road that was no longer used. Her and her son were stuck for five days. Sadly, he did not make it. You see how important it is in life to have the proper map. Because if you do not have the proper map, mental, spiritual, and emotional, you can die. Not only can you die in the physical, you can die in the spiritual. And you for sure will not reach the destiny that God has for you. Because God has prepared for each of us a mission to accomplish. I'm over there in Houston, but you are in Perth. And you cannot put God in a box. God can do great things. Amen. Greater than you could ever imagine. Hallelujah. We've got to let him break us out. There was a woman who had suffered with an issue of blood for 12 years. Her reality was tragic. Her mental map was very, very sad. In Leviticus chapter 15, the law gave instructions for a woman with an issue of blood. She was to be put apart for seven days, and whoever touched her was considered unclean. The bed where she slept was unclean. The chair where she sat was unclean. When her issue ceased, she had to wait seven days. She was considered clean on the eighth day. She then presented herself before the priest, and the priest would then offer up sacrifices on her behalf, making atonement for her before the Lord. But this poor woman had suffered an issue of blood for 12 years straight. According to the law, she was in a perpetual state of uncleanness. Everything she touched became unclean. She could not come near her husband because then he would be unclean. She could not hug her children because then they would become also unclean. It's very likely that her husband had separated from her or perhaps he had even divorced her because there was no solution to her problem. There was no family. There was no friends to share her pain and her shame. She could not even go to the temple because for her, that eighth day of atonement never came. She was trapped in a situation that appeared to have no end. But one day she did hear speak of Jesus of Nazareth. And that day in her desperation, it led her to an act that was daring and audacious. 
You see, she could have stayed home. She could have accepted her mental map. She could have accepted that map that said, the law says there is no hope for you. Such and such month of such and such year, my illness began and nothing is going to change. I am a victim of the injustice of this situation. There is nothing I can do. My shame and weakness are great. But instead, she decided that day to discard all the maps created by her situation. Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit right now talking to somebody and you need to grab a hold of that old map that you've been using in your life. It's been leading you astray. It's been leading you away from the will of God. And tonight you need to submit that map to the master map maker in this altar and you need to rip that thing up and you need to let God come down and rearrange your map. Hallelujah. How many can worship the Lord can you just lift your hands can you just lift your hands feel it in your spirit for a minute you've been led astray by your own thinking you've been led astray by depression and doubt God right now wants to change that he can do it he has all power time to give up that old map she allowed her faith to align her with God's promises because she was about to meet that high priest Jesus Christ he had come to fulfill all the law he had come to update every spiritual map what she did not realize was she was about to meet the master map maker So she made her way, pressing through the crowd, not caring that according to the law, she was contaminating everyone she touched. Weak and anemic, she extended her hand. She reached out and touched. She touched the hem of his garment. She probably hadn't touched anyone in years. And instantly the issue of blood ceased. Jesus knew that healing virtue had been released. He said, who touched me? For you see, it's not just any touch that provokes his virtue to flow. It is the touch of a faith-filled hand. You must extend a faith-filled hand. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. You have to have enough faith tonight to extend your hand in faith to God and say, God, I am so sick and tired of this old map. I am so sick and tired of living this way. I want to bust out of this. It's going to be different, Lord. And when you extend your hand and you touch the hem of his garment, virtue is going to flow into your situation. You will find direction. You will find healing. How many believe that tonight? Oh, thank you, Jesus. He said to her, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Today, because of events and situations that have marked our lives, we live and operate with those maps. Those maps do not reflect our identity in Jesus Christ. Those maps are full of shame. Those maps are full of fear. Those maps are full of doubt and defeat. We operate many times from a place of perpetual loss. We operate many times from a place of deep sadness. We operate many times from a place of weakness, from a place of isolation in our relationships, and even isolation from God. 
never believing that we can overcome to the divine destiny God has for us. As Christians, we do not deny loss, nor do we deny the effects of traumatic events. Jesus spoke of the tribulations that we would all face in this life. Nevertheless, he said, fear not, for I have conquered the world. We must live with the spiritual and mental map that took the Apostle Paul down the path to victory. He said these words, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. And we who were at one time unclean due to sin, you know, we could not present ourselves before God. But now through the sacrifice of our high priest, Jesus Christ, on the cross of Calvary, we have free access to his presence and we have forgiveness of sin through the blood of Jesus Christ. I want to tell you, if you still have not experienced the power of the Holy Spirit, forgiveness of God, tonight you can experience that at this altar. You can ask your high priest for forgiveness. He will make atonement for your sin and he will fill you with the power of the Holy Spirit. He is here. It's available. You no longer have to live with those defective maps. We are complete in him. We do not lack anything tonight. If you have Jesus, you have everything that you need to make it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He's saying, reach out that faithful hand. Touch me right now. He told her, you know, he told her, your faith has healed you. That's what he told her. Your faith will heal you right now if you will reach out to God. You know, I am the last person, and I gave this testimony at the last conference, I'm the last person that should be up on a, in a platform behind a pulpit because I suffered anxiety. And when I was around 24 years old, I had a terrible year where I began to have panic attacks. And I would be in the supermarket, and I'd be pushing my cart, and all of a sudden that adrenaline rush would come, and I would just lose it inside, and I'd be like, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. And I wanted to throw that cart to one side and I wanted to just run out. And I remember telling God, I said, God, you called me to work for your kingdom. You called me to do something for you. You called me to speak your word. You called me to minister. How am I going to do that? Am I, I'm bound. I had that old map full of anxiety. I was, it was governing my life. And I remember that I became like this woman you have to get a little desperate sometimes in life and I got a little desperate I remember and it wasn't a wild prayer it wasn't a crazy prayer I just knelt by my bed I was all alone and I said God I am not going to be bound by this you are my healer you are my deliverer and I said in Jesus name I am healed I rebuke all those panic attacks I am healed in the name of Jesus. That's how simple my prayer was. But I want to tell you that from that time on, God completely healed me of that anxiety, of that panic. And today I stand before you and I'm amazed at what God has done in my life. You see, you've got to get tired. And I don't know if there's anyone tired here tonight. You're just a little bit tired of the devil writing your map of other people 
modifying your map and you're letting them control it. And you need to submit that map to God and he will make the changes. And you begin to ask him, he is going to make the changes. He's going to show you the changes you need to make. And you will have a freedom, a healing, a release. I would like for all of us to stand right now. Let's just close our eyes. Let's raise our